Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Mom and Dad are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, April 6th, the Unappreciated Observations Edition. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who is 10 and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Zach Rosen. I host a different podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show, and I live in Detroit with my family. My oldest, Noah, is five, and my youngest, Ami, is two. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 10, Oliver, who's eight, and Teddy, who's six. We live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Today on the show, we have a letter from an aunt whose nephew recently asked her why her belly is so big. The question was out of the blue, but part of a pattern of insensitive questions about other people's bodies. So we're going to talk about what to do when kids say things that stick with us. Then, if you're hanging around for Slate Plus, we're going to talk about kid photography, specifically those candid, humbling pictures they love to take of their parents. Here's a sneak peek of what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. And now it's captured. Is it flattering? No. (laughs) You know, uh, am I at all together? No. My friend uh, recently took it one step further and she she gave her kid her phone and uh, her three-year-old used uh, the video and like the video actually like can kind of give you a a real sense of like what your world looks like to to your kids Um, I've actually been meaning to to do that like you know go just capture the next 10 minutes and look at it like a year from now it would probably be pretty interesting I do wish that I had more pictures and video that Naima had captured herself especially when she was younger not necessarily pictures of me but just of (laughs) you know our lives and our experiences As a Slate Plus member, you will get a whole bonus segment from us each week, zero ads on any Slate podcast, and you get unlimited access to the Slate website. Plus, it is truly the best way to support our show. So I hope you'll join if you can. You can sign up for Slate Plus now at slate.com slash momanddadplus. All right, we're going to jump into triumphs and fails as soon as we get back from this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, 
Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. All right, so Elizabeth, what have you been up to this week? All right, so I was out last week traveling with the kids. We went to San Diego to cap off our homeschool ocean studies unit. We did some whale watching and tide pooling. It was really great. Um, Jeff was traveling with the military, so it was me and the kids and my parents met us. And I just feel like every time I travel with the kids, it's like like this up and down. And particularly now, like flights are so terrible. Like I had two terrible flights. They're delayed, but they don't delay till you're standing at the gate. Just like all that stuff. I cried twice at the airport. I forgot my bag, like at security, like just total mess at the airport. But um, the trip itself was pretty great. The weather in San Diego has been kind of crazy. And I didn't entirely account for that. Like I was gung ho on doing all the ocean stuff. And so I booked Henry, Oliver, and I on this kayaking thing to go into the sea caves. And there's also this time of year um, baby leopard sharks uh, that are there that we wanted to see and and these fish and stuff. It was super cool. But of course, like the morning, (laughs) the morning we were supposed to go, there is like predicted like torrential rain. But I call the kayak place and they're like, we're going to go. And so I'm like, all right. You know, there's no bad weather, just bad clothing. <laughs> we, like, get geared up. My parents were there, so they had taken Teddy because they wouldn't let Henry be in his own kayak. So we were in a triple kayak. We had Oliver in the middle. He didn't have a paddle. His whole job was, like, the GoPro. We're in rain jackets, rain pants, bathing suits. Like, our life wow. jackets are just, like, totally bundled up in these sea kayaks. The weather, like, sort of held off. We had these beautiful, we, the kids were happy to like paddle into the sea cave, which I was a little bit worried about because it's a, it's a heavy kayak with the three of us in it. And I really needed Henry to do a fair share of work. There was only one other like group that went out with us, which was like a teen or older daughter and their, and her father. (laughs) So we're like, you know, this mom and two kids. It was great. And then she's like, let's paddle out to the kelp forest, which is like a little bit further out. We get out there and the rain just starts coming down. And this dad is like, I want to go in. And she's like, "Okay, we're all going in. And the dad and daughter like take off. And I guess the guide figured that because he was like, I need to go in. I need to go in. I don't know if he was seasick or what was going on. But she like went with them. And she was like, just point towards the beach. I'll help you when you get there. (laughs) What do you mean point towards the beach? Like we're in our sea kayak out in the kelp forest. We have to paddle back to the beach because we launched from the beach. So she's like, just paddle that way. I'm going with them. But they're like twice as fat. So first of all, there's only two of them. And there's two, you know, the teen is like adult sized, right? And, And can paddle. I have Henry, who is a, a wonderful kayaker, but is still, you know, a, 10 years old. A, a wee lad. <laughs> and Oliver now, he like has the GoPro. He's shaking so much trying to hold this GoPro camera. He's like, I am so cold. Henry turns around and is like, mom, Oliver's lips are blue. I'm like, okay, okay, we're, we're <laughs> there's nothing no. we can do. We're like in the ocean. Uh, so we do, we like paddle in. And I think sometimes when we're kayaking, I'm kind of harsh on Henry. Like I'll be like, 
the whole time we were in the sea cave, you know, I was like, okay, Henry, watch your paddle. Like very nitpicking. Um, you know, I need you to paddle forward. You have to listen like this. And I felt like I was going that way in this emergency. And I just thought, you know you what? Like, w- yeah. Like I just had That's to awesome. check myself and say, like, I'm letting my anxiety get to us here. And yes, this is like a very serious situation, but I'm not helping anything. Like I need him just to paddle. And <laughs> The best way to do that. And as a result, he was like super excited. You know, he was like, oh, yeah, mom, I'm going to help you. You know, I'm like, big wave, big wave. And, he, and so he's like, Oliver's like screaming, lean back, you know. So we we made it. We had a great time. We got some amazing video while we were out there. Uh, it was re- it was just a really great, great trip. That's so hardcore. It just feels really good when that voice comes on your head. Like, don't be mean. Be nice. <laughs> You know, like, wow, you really can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. It really works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Zach, what about you? Triumph or fail this week? I realized that I've had a string of triumphs, and I wanted to uh, just preface it by saying, like, before I came on this show, I felt like, because of the age of my kids, it was like I had a newborn when I first came on, and Noah was still, like, three. I felt like everything was... Not everything, but there were a lot of fails then. That was a particularly tough age for me. And I just want our listeners to know that it's not always triumphs for me. But this week, there was another really beautiful (laughs) triumph. On Fridays, some Jewish people observe Shabbat. And that's when you light candles, you you sanctify the the challah, the braided egg bread and and grape juice. And you like have a, a great family meal. Sometimes you invite people over. And it's something that we like to do. We like to host Shabbat dinners. Last Friday was just the four of us. But I've just been noticing more and more that Noah really likes helping me in the kitchen. And she was just so excited to prepare dinner with me. Not only that, set the table and like put out the candles. And she was just like really excited. And I see her kind of stepping into being a a great host, which is something that she and I both take a lot of pride in, something that both our moms and our dads take, take a lot of pride in as well. And so this this idea of us um, handing that down to to her is really exciting for me. But just like on a day to day, even since last Friday, she's just been like very eager. And this, it, it, you reminded me, Liz, with your story of like our kids just want to help. Like if we can actually, it's it's not like pretending that they're being helpful. Like they're actually being helpful, and they know that if we make that clear to them. Like I could really use your help doing this or this. And she's stepping up in such a sweet way. And like, she's becoming my, uh, my little sous chef and it's really, really great. I'm, I'm super excited about it. That's so sweet. It's so nice. And, you know, going back to you saying like, there are times of failures and times of triumphs. I think the real triumph is, is feeling like this is something we're going to be able to do together for a long time. Yeah, totally. Very nice. How about you, Jamila? Well, I have a happy update for last week's fail in which we had not gotten Naima's birthday party invitations out. Oh, right, right. In right. ample time. The party went down this weekend. There were so many kids there. Yay! We had it at Sky Zone, which is like a trampoline place. We'd booked for up to 15 kids. And so I was just like, okay. As long as we get 10 kids, that's fine. 10 kids feels like a full party, you know, she won't be hurt. We must have had like 
16 or 17 kids there. There were a couple siblings that came and Mm -hmm. but basically all but two kids who were invited showed up. So did they all RSVP? Uh, I think most of them RSVP. There were a couple kids that I didn't recognize, you know, and like her dad was like his his name was on the flyer, but I texted some of the parents. So like it's possible that, you know, even though he and I were keeping a list, there may have been some that were just, you know, okay. Lost, but for the most part, you kind of knew that you were going to be okay. Well, before. I, you know, I know that people RSVP and don't make it, so like, okay, that's lo- true. There was a lot of RSVPs. Like, I was inviting parents the day before. Like, Naima, I'd gotten her to get a list of her friends' parents' phone numbers, you know, so I could text them the invite, and she misplaced the list because I had her get it on Wednesday. You know, and so she misplaced the list. So I wasn't able to send anything out on Thursday. Um, And then on Friday, I find the list. I'm like, oh, my God, it's like Friday morning. I'm texting these parents (laughs) like, so sorry for a late notice. And I was really surprised how many people came. Like the room was full when we did pizza. Um, They ate all the pizza. Oh, my God. I just knew I was going to have pizza left over for dinner. I was like excited about it. And the kids like (laughs) tore that pizza up and we had this huge cake and most of the cake was gone it was great she had a nice time she felt loved and celebrated it it went really well i'm so happy now now you have a 10 year old i have a 10 year old um their only downside was that at one point in the party i guess while we were eating the kids at naima's table were complaining a little bit about how far the place was and there's another one that's like closer to most of the families but they were like completely booked so it was you know maybe a 45 to an hour drive for most people and naima started crying she was like i thought they would just be happy to be here with me on my birthday and they're complaining you know and i felt really bad about that she's so sensitive but i understood Mm. you know where she was coming from so they apologized and it was fine and we went on with the party but other than that a good time was had by all that's, How dare you make me drive issue. for free yes. pizza and free fun? I know. That's I thought, chutzpah. Yeah. You get to complain how far the fun is. <laughs> yeah. And you live in LA. What do you expect, people? Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, a couple of kids definitely made it on my least favorite list for that. Because I kind of <laughs> overheard it, but I didn't realize like that it had been going on for a while and it was really starting to bother her. But speaking oh, yeah. of distance, Naima's bestie from back in New York came. <gasps> oh. Oh, my gosh. Was that a surprise? It, I surprised Naima with it. She knew it was possible because her mother had mentioned, you know, like, oh, it's spring break. We might be able to come out there. But I didn't confirm it for her. So I just let it be a surprise when she got there. And they ended up That's having awesome. a sleepover that night. Aww. Yeah. So that was really, really special. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take another quick break. We'll see you back here for our listener question. All right, let's hear today's listener question. Dear mom and dad are fighting. I'm one of those listeners who doesn't have children of her own, but am a very active aunt. And I learn a lot from every episode about how to interact with and what to expect from my nieces and nephews at their various ages. I had an unexpectedly upsetting moment with one six-year-old nephew, the son of a first cousin with whom I'm very close, that I haven't been able to let go of. About a week ago, when spending a Sunday with his family, the six-year-old suddenly asked me, Why is your belly so big? I am not a thin person, and I do carry my weight around my midsection, but I hadn't thought of myself as fat in quite a while. But from the mouths of babes, no? 
His mother quickly said to him, that isn't a nice thing to say, which only confirmed its accuracy to me. And I said nothing. I thought I would let it go. He's only six after all. But his comment has made me feel bad about myself this whole week. It's not completely out of character for him. He's the kid who's always pushing on adult stomachs or squeezing some loose underarm flab. He has been told many times to respect other people's bodies and not to touch them if they don't want to be touched like that. He'll stop in the moment, but do it again the next time. Is there anything I could have or should have said or done when he made the big belly comment? Is there any way to convey to a child when they say something hurtful, but the hurt is something too complicated for a child to understand, like body image issues? Or a way for me as an adult to better process what he said? A loving but sad aunt. What do you think, Elizabeth? Ugh. Okay, well, first of all, when I read this letter, I totally missed the like six-year-old part and thought, oh, the kid's like four, they don't understand, you know, mm-hmm. they're pointing out differences. Like, no, a six-year-old can definitely, one, understand not yeah. to touch people and to understand hurting feelings. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, like, this has happened to me. I feel like this is something children often say or do. Again, I think it's more common in younger children. It's okay to have those feelings, even if it was said by a child. And I think you should absolutely have a conversation with your nephew, if it happens again, about the touching and the pointing things out and saying, when this happens, it really hurts my feelings. I have found particularly for Oliver, who sometimes uh, I think had a harder time initially understanding what made people uncomfortable, that as the parent, like I had to say not only like, that isn't a nice thing to say, but explaining after it happened, like, hey, that can hurt someone's feelings. I don't think your intent was to hurt someone's feelings. But in general, commenting on someone's body is just not something that we do. I think it's good at this point for a six-year-old to hear a loving adult say that to them. Because if it happens somewhere else, the response may not be so loving. So yes, maybe it feels awkward um, to do it. But I think you're totally within your right and almost helping them because you are a loving adult in this child's life. You're, you are doing it not to shame them, but to help them learn this lesson about how we interact. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And six is plenty old also to actually start talking about issues of shame and, you know, body positivity and and these sorts of things. Like this kid is learning this from somewhere and it's probably coming from the home. So definitely talking to, to their parent, somehow making our kids aware that like everyone's body is different. And if someone has a bigger belly, it doesn't mean that they're like less healthy than you. Like it's never too early to to start having these conversations. And um, it seems like it's it's probably long overdue for this uh, six-year-old. Yeah, I co-sign you both, I think. Um, I like the redirect of, you know, instead say what you like about this person. You know, what do you appreciate about having them around? What kind of nice comments can you make instead? But at six, you're definitely old enough to understand hurting someone's feelings. And I think, you know, generally the correction should happen in the moment. You know, like you shouldn't, you don't have to wait for a parent's permission to address this. You can say, hey, you know, we don't talk about body parts like that. You know, we can tell someone they're handsome or beautiful or pretty, that we like them, that we appreciate them, but we don't talk about body parts um, in a good way or a bad way. 
Well, I guess we don't talk about, just we don't talk about body parts. I mean, it's not that many six-year-olds are going to say, you've got beautiful eyes, you know, but it's fine if you say you've got beautiful eyes. It's just not usually something that's going to be on their radar. Um, But he definitely needs that point of correction. Um, And as far as you processing what he said, you know, he is old enough to understand hurt feelings, but he's not old enough, of course, to understand body issues or why someone would feel bad about having a big stomach. Um, and so you just do your best to be kind and gentle to yourself when you hear a kid say something yeah. like that, you know, and your stomach takes in food. It keeps you alive. It's part of you, you know, whatever you need to say or do to try and find peace with the way you look. Um you're entitled to do that, but just know that this child didn't mean any offense or any harm by it and didn't have the wherewithal to understand that this was the sort of comment that could have some serious ramifications for you. Yeah, I'm not even sure that the that the cousin, when they said that isn't a nice thing to say, was trying to confirm. I suspect that she was very embarrassed and uh, it's a way to try to just get your child to stop, right? So, I mean, I wouldn't take that as a confirmation. As Jamila was just talking, though, I was thinking that another way to respond could be to say that affirmation out loud. You know, this belly is what feeds me and has kept me alive and breaks down my food, like saying mm-hmm. some of those affirmations to them. So, you know, like, I'm so thankful that I get to be in this body. Like saying some of that may also help you in the moment. I know that that is something from one of the books that I used to help when Henry was going through like a lot more of the anger stuff and he would say hurtful things. One of the first things the book suggested was to like immediately kind of go into a space of your own and affirm yourself um, Mm -hmm. to kind of stop the, your mind from being like this child's opinion, you know, is grounded in any sort of same reality as mine and then from that calm state being able to go back and address it so i there would be nothing harmful either with saying like you know all bodies are different and i am so thankful that i have this belly that helps me nourish my body and do all these wonderful things and get to come visit with you you know that's another Mm -hmm. way to handle it well loving but sad aunt thank you for writing in hopefully some of our advice helps What about you out there listening? Has something similar happened to you? How did you address it? Well, we'd love to hear about it. Send us your advice and your thoughts. Write to us at slate.com or leave us a voicemail at 646-357-9318. That's also where you can send any questions of your own. And that's it for our show. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe to the show and give us a rating and review. Or better yet, tell a friend about us. That helps us expand our lovely little community. This episode of Mom and Dad are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Mara Curry. Alicia Montgomery is VP of Slate Audio. For Zach Rosen and Elizabeth Newcamp, I'm Jamila Lemieux. Thanks for listening.